When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yup, and welcome back to Talking Knicks, people. It's been a little while. Sorry about that. Been a lot going on. A lot of good stuff with John Boy Media. Couple bad breaks with Talking Knicks. We actually recorded an episode with a group of us, and it got lost. Lost in the thin air. Twice that's happened to me with Talking Knicks. And I'll tell you what, it's a little bit of a devastating feeling. But the good news is, Poppy Patron, Poppy Gordo, Jake's story, whatever you want to call me, I'll I'll take all of it. I'm running solo today, and we'll get a we'll get a little talking Nick State of the Union out there. The big topic of this show is going to be the minutes. Uh, you know, the excitement from free agency has passed. We know who's on this squad. We know what it's going to look like. What we don't know is how these minutes are going to shake out. I know we're excited about the depth on this Knicks team. There's a couple guys that jump out. We're going to talk about them again. Just Poppy Patron today. Hey, let's talk Knicks. Post and toes, and stuffing. Again, ignited and exciting the guard crowd. Thank you and welcome back to Talking Knicks. Hey, everyone. It's it's been a little bit. I uh, I've been a big compliment the NBA on how good they are at controlling the news cycle. I didn't realize that they really let things go um, until preseason and at the end of the rookie summer league. The NBA does let it go a little bit, and I actually respect that a little bit. You know, take take your foot off the pedal. Um, but I I think it's funny. I've I've been talking to the talking Knicks guys, and I I want to shout them out to start. Uh, Tom Piccolo, Kenny and Greg Poon, Big Baby David. You know, we've we've recorded some stuff that got lost in the, the internet universe, and that's a terrible feeling. And I will be relaying some of their thoughts today, so I, I wish I could take full credit for their solo pods. Uh, but we'll, we'll get some of their different opinions in there. And uh, I, I, before we get into it, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, like I said... As as you guys know or you may not know, uh, the John Boy Media stuff is going great, uh, mostly fueled by talking Yanks, getting fueled by talking baseball now. That's really taken off. So we we have some really big plans in the work. I'm, I'm not going to deep dive on those yet. Uh, we've just got a lot of good stuff coming, and we're, we're, I'm going to bring that energy to talking Knicks. I'm, I'm excited. Again, this, this Knicks season, <laughs> you know, a lot of Kyrie and KD, those guys didn't come to town. Uh, so we're going to talk about who did come to town, though. And I think there really is one topic in Knicksland right now that's been circling through my head, and I've talked about it with the guys. It's how are these Knicks minutes going to sort out? Because we got bodies. We, we got guys. Uh, I You know, you can label them differently, and there is that generic, the Knicks only signed power forwards. We'll talk about that. The power forward thing kind of sorts itself out a little easier than you think. There's a couple names, though, that jump out, 
And I, I think the easiest way to do it is just run it by position. And there's going to be a couple recurring themes here. So I want to get those out of the way at the start. A couple recurring themes I want you guys looking out for. A couple things that are going to be really important. What do the Knicks want to do? Are the Knicks going to be going out and trying to win every night at all costs? Because, I mean, things get kind of crazy, you know? Does... Marcus Morris, uh, if we're coming down the end of a game, you know, Marcus Morris is probably going to be a better player than Kevin Knox throughout this full season. You know, Knox has this crazy ceiling. He could be a super scorer, still crazy young. I mean, Marcus Morris is a man. Like, my dude's going to body you and play a great game. And so that's, and that was one example there. So what are the Knicks going to do? And obviously, you're smart enough to figure it out if you follow the NBA. Uh, The veterans are, if we're trying to win, they're going to be out there. And the young guys who are going to take their lumps are going to get less minutes. On the other side of that, I mean, do do the wheels fall apart for this Knicks season? And, I mean, do they fall apart bad to the point that we're moving a lot of these veterans before the deadline? You know, I don't think we can get a ton for them. But even if it's second-round picks and we've hit the point where it's like, yo, just play these young guys so we can see what we got, you know, there's a good chance of that this season. I know that's not exciting. but So that's one of the themes. And I think the other theme you're going to see, which might be a little surprising, is where our front office is at. Our, our front office has a rapport with a lot of these guys there's one guy that jumps out that they clearly don't, and I guess we're going to start there, and I'll, I'll start with the point guards, and I think my our own Tom Piccolo would actually debate me on this. Let's start with Frank Nitty, the French Prince. Frank Nilekina. This guy, man, it, it's tough. It's tough. He's super young. I know kind of the unfair example I used for a little while was if this guy was on a team you wouldn't, you didn't like, whether it's the Celtics, you know, it's a it's a New York podcast, or just a team out there you don't like, and Frank Nilakina was on that team, and you looked at his stats, what would you say? Uh, you you wouldn't be that excited, and I know a couple of the guys on the Talking Knicks team think that the Frank experiment is done at point guard, and I think. I think they're still going to try him out at times. And and again, positions start to get tricky in today's NBA. Positionless basketball was the sexiest term for about 12 months there. Uh, I think people are have let that go a little bit, and now it's two-way, right? It's, it's what can you do on offense, what can you do on defense. Frank, we still think the defensive pieces are there, which, okay, let's use that. Let's make that a building block. If Frank can prove something on offense, whether it's shooting corner threes, whether it's setting up the offense a little bit, whether it's driving to the tin, whatever it can be, whatever it is, we need something. Because uh, right now, the offensive stuff is tough. And hey, he's he's on Team France right now, learning a little bit. Frank's minutes might be hard to find, man, because this backcourt, although <laughs> not a lot of names that I think teams are scared about when they're scouting, there's a lot of bodies there. So let's let let's jump to some of the other guys to see where their minutes are at and see where maybe we can sneak Frank in a little bit cuz I think Dennis Smith Jr., <laughs> the two guys that are going to be compared throughout this uh, cuz of how the draft process went down. D- 
Dennis Smith Jr. is a Nick, and I think he might be the most overlooked Nick right now. Um, again, this guy's another super young guy. He was a big pick. He's put up decent numbers, and I think one stat that I've stumbled into after, uh, again, that recording that got lost in midair, when Dennis Smith Jr. joined the Knicks last year, basketball reference says he logged all of his minutes at the point guard position. Now, is that because he just came over and he was new and and they didn't want him worrying about off the ball? Do they only want him as a point guard? Some of his shooting numbers are tough, um, and, and that's where I have to give some of the talking Knicks crew some love because I know myself and Kenny Poon, we kind of wanted to see Dennis Smith Jr. off the ball a little bit this year. Um, you know, he's he's so hyper-athletic that it feels like if you put him in the right position, he could be dangerous. But when he joined the Knicks last year, he shot 29% from three. And when we start talking about some of these other point guard options, they're not necessarily shooters. So now our backcourt is a pair of non-shooters, and that is just tough in today's NBA. Uh, I mean, if you could sink the defense and go under screens, you're having a tough time. So... For Dennis Smith Jr., uh, he was a guy that averaged 28 and a half minutes last year. Is there a world where I think he approaches 30? Yeah. Yeah, I think where things get tricky is it brings us to our next guy who I think, and again, so one of those ideals I talked about is are the Knicks trying to win this season? And I think to start the season, they're gonna. And I think the guy that's going to be our most stable piece at point guard is Alfred Payton. Alfred Pray- Payton, wow, botched that a little, Jake. Alfred Payton, say it for the people in the back, he's a veteran in this league now. He's played five years, 2014-15 through now, and he's really stabilized himself. I mean, he is what he is. You know, uh, last year on New Orleans, 10.5 points per game, seven seven and a half assists. That's a lot of helpers. In his 30 minutes. So this is one of the first times when we're butting heads, right? Because if I tell you Alfred Payton is going to try to play 30 minutes at the point, and he can't play off ball. He doesn't have that option. I'm I'm sorry. He is a 30% career three-point shooter, um, and, and that's just not his style. He's more one of these traditional pass-first point guards. He's going to be playing at the point. Uh, he also played 100% of his minutes at point guard last year. So that's, we're, we're there. So what's going to happen there? And we brought Alfred Payton in. This management team brought Alfred Payton in. They also brought in Dennis Smith Jr. They did not bring in Frank Nilakina. So that's where things get really tricky there. But for me, I think Alfred, Alfred Payton is going to be their go-to guy at the point guard position to start. Now, is there a chance that Dennis Smith Jr. comes in and he made a leap and he can be the guy? There really is. And I think we overlook him a little bit, as I mentioned. But I think to start, Alfred Payton, you know what you're going to get. My man's going to be pass first. He's going to run the offense for you, attack a little bit. He can grab some rebounds for you. He grabs 6.3 rebounds for you. And, And again, the Pelicans weren't great last year, but they were better than the Knicks. And that's another theme that gets a little tricky on this one is, and excuse me, he averaged 5.2 rebounds. That was 
That was his per 36. But 5.2 rebounds, I mean, that's no joke. Um, One steal. Nice, Alfred. The other thing we're worried about here, Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nilakina. Man, uh, we, we haven't even mentioned, we haven't even mentioned R.J. Barrett. I personally love R.J. Barrett at the point guard position. Are there going to be some growing pains? Absolutely. There always are for young point guards. And R.J. Barrett's going to be no different. I'm sorry. But especially, I mean, he's 6'7". He's long. He's, he's a guy that's going to be playing the wing, too, and it's part of what makes him special. R.J. Barrett, I want to see him at the point guard position because I think that's where he has his best chance of being special. We saw a little bit in the summer league where he was on the ball, and I like that. I don't love R.J. Barrett standing in a corner right now. That's the only thing that gets me really worried about him. And I wonder if we put him at the two and the three, is he going to get a little complacent? And maybe he's not complacent. I mean, maybe he's doing his role in the offense, but... I don't know. That shot's still not there yet. The shot's got a lot of potential, but we know it's not there yet. It comes off flat at times. There's a whole lot of stories talking about it. It's something he is going to have to work on. And wherever it lands, I mean, that's going to impact how good of a player he is. So you'd like to see that. If we're being honest, it's going to be mostly Dennis Smith Jr. and Alfred Payton. But again, and this was the other theme I was alluding to, we have some players that came from better teams than the Knicks, and spoiler, you had to, because the Knicks were the worst team last year, that averaged big minutes. And so a great point, a great point by Tom Piccolo that I will relay through myself, and I should have just taken credit for it, that's on me, is that, yeah, a lot of these guys played big minutes, but they did it on bad teams. And, I mean, when we get to Bobby Portis, um, you know, that's a good example of that. Um, even even the guys on the Knicks, you know, if you played a decent amount of minutes last year, you did that for a team that finished worse in the league. So your minutes might get compromised. And it's going to be so interesting to see how that, the quote-unquote dog dynamic, that's what everyone said when we signed these guys. We got a bunch of dogs. We're going to go, we're going at each other at pra- practice. That's how we're going to get better. These guys are dogs. Well, dogs are hungry for minutes man and it's going to be interesting to see how that sorts out because I mean let's let's jump to shooting guard point guard we'll see if Frank can stick his nose in there I personally think they believe in Alfred to be stable but they want Dennis Smith Jr. to come in and take that over is that possible absolutely to start the year I don't know Maybe. I mean, I mean, show us. But I also think when you think about this, Alfred Payton, you can't play off the ball. With Dennis Smith Jr., you could do some things. I, I know it might not be pretty shooting-wise, and maybe that's some point Barrett with Dennis Smith Jr. off the ball. I mean, that's actually, that gets me a little excited. That's a fun lineup. Um, but we'll see. And again, that's also one of those things. If Barrett and Dennis Smith Jr. are both on the court, I mean, that might literally just turn the quote-unquote point guard position into who brought the ball up. So let's, uh, let's sneak away from the point guard. We'll go to shooting guard. I wrote down Frank again um, because I, I think that's where he's going to get his minutes when he does. Um, and again, I, I guess it's defensive focus with Frank, and he'll get his opportunities this year. I do believe in that. 
I do think there's going to be games when they say, hey, Frank, we don't have an answer for that dude. Go in and do your thing. You know, you've got the defense. Whatever you bring us on offense, whether it's, again, corner shooting, running the offense a little bit, cutting, whatever it is, give us something, work on that. But I think Frank will get his test to play a little defense here and there. Again, how many minutes per night that sorts out to? I don't know. I don't know. But at the shooting guard, man, we've got an interesting mix here. So mention Frank. He'll find his way in when he can. Dennis Smith Jr. did that. Uh, You know, doesn't have the shooting numbers. Can he work on that? Do the Knicks want him there? I don't know. They might just see point guard. I don't know. Alonzo Trier. Another, well, undrafted, um, but another rookie out of nowhere for the Knicks who came in, and he had a really nice rookie year. 23 minutes, shot 39.5% from three as a rook. That's nuts, man. Um, You know, 11 points, three rebounds, two assists. No defense, and that's fine. He's a rookie. Uh, I mean, he's a little older for a rookie. He's he's 23. Same birthday as my sister, January 17th. How about that? Lonzo Trier and my sister. Fantastic. What what does Trier, and I, I love this basketball term, it's what, what did you learn in the offseason? Does Alonzo Trier come into the season and he's getting to the basket better? Or he learned how to create a little better for teammates. Or maybe it's on the defensive end, which would be huge for him. I mean, if my dude could could play some defense, you're looking at a guy that's an absolute weapon. Um, and again, maybe it was a rookie. Maybe he doesn't care enough. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see a little bit. Trier, though, uh, we men- mentioned Dennis Smith Jr. a little bit. How about Damian Dotson, man? There was times last year where Damian Dotson was the best two-way player on the Knicks. And he played minutes, man. Damian Dotson, and again, I'm a, I'm a basketball reference slut. Pardon my French. Damian Dotson, he averaged 11 minutes his rookie year. Four points. Eh. He, he showed some flashes. It, it was very much a bit player. Last year, he played 73 games at 27 and a half minutes per game. Almost 11 points, three and a half boards, almost two assists. Damian Dotson. I mean, how, you know, can he play a little bit at the three? We'll talk about that. Trier, we don't think so. Uh, I mean, Trier's a guy that probably wants to get on the ball a little bit more. But here's the wrench. So, I mean, we're already running low on minutes here. And we bring in Wayne Ellington. Uh, who's a vet, he's been through a lot, he's, he's going to be 32 in November. Wayne Ellington played on Miami and Detroit last year. A couple teams fighting for the playoffs. On Detroit, he averaged 12 points per game, two rebounds, and he's out there to shoot. He's a career 38% three-point shooter on four attempts per game. I mean, that dude can shoot. Last year, he shot 37% on seven attempts per game. The three-point shot coming back was huge for Wayne Ellington. And this is our first, I mean, truly veterans versus the young guys situation. And, you know, 
Are some of these going to play out that maybe on back-to-backs the older guys sit out a little bit? Absolutely. Are we going to have a couple injuries that come out that make this a lot easier? 100%. But this right here, I mean, he averaged 24 and a half minutes, again, on two borderline playoff teams. 27 minutes on Detroit. So 27 minutes for him, 27 for Dame Dot, and then 22, hoping to increase that from Alonzo Trier, <laughs> never mind Frank trying to work his way in. You can see the log jam here. But it seems pretty clear, if this team wants to win games, you lean Wayne Ellington. He's a guy that's been around the league and he's done it. Maybe this dogs thing works out and everyone's fighting for minutes and it becomes a good thing. It becomes a winning thing. Kind of like that Knicks team with Steve Novak and Prigioni, Jason Kidd, and it just felt like whoever stepped in did their part that night. I think that's the goal. I, I don't know how attainable that is. But I mean, and again, this is where I want the management thought process to kick in. I kicked off both these sections with Frank looking to fight for minutes. Where's he going to get him? Are you putting him over Ellington, Dotson, Trier? I guess if you need some defense, yeah, you could, and you could see that. Uh, and then we already did the point guard, but it's it's going to be tough for Frank. The, this management team isn't the management team that brought him in. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know for him. It, it, there's a chance that, I mean, Frank is out on this whole thing. I don't want to say that yet. He's so young. He's on, he's on the French national team. There's a chance Frank can show us something. I really hope he does. Um, that two guard position, man. Um, I, I know it doesn't seem like the Knicks strength, but there's going to be guys fighting for minutes in there. The whole backcourt, the whole backcourt. Let's jump to small forward. We've got an easy one batting leadoff here. For me, it's Knox. You're going to want him at the small forward 20, 25 minutes. Hopefully, hopefully five, five, ten more. <laughs> Probably not ten. Five more at the power forward because we think that's where his future's at. Uh, we just signed a guy, Julius Randle, who's there, but we'll, we'll get there. Small forward, Kevin Knox. We want him out there seeing if he can learn how to guard wings. Um, you know, he is young and athletic, so young, so young. Uh, and you know, he can fill it up. He had his times, those percentages comes up a little bit. He learns a little bit more. He gets a little stronger. We could see some great stuff out of Kevin Knox this year. Um, he, he's a guy that I think if you were in NBA circles, you'd be talking about right now and be like, well, a good year, he could become one of the best, brightest young scores in this league going forward bad year for Kevin Knox I mean you're gonna hear low efficiency and and you know he's he doesn't have it or he's you know he's just gonna be a role player he's got this is a huge year for Kevin Knox that's no surprise we're gonna see him mostly at the small forward because of those power forwards I like RJ Barrett here Uh, I think if you put him at the shooting guard which big baby David uh Tom Ken I think Greg Poon as well I think they want to see a lot of him at the shooting guard. I get a little scared there. Again, I think I think if you get locked into that phrase, I don't want RJ Barrett just sitting and looking to shoot threes. I just I don't think that's his strength right now. I think when he's creating, when he's on the ball, when he's slashing, that's what makes him tough. So I'd like to see him at the one and the three. You're gonna see him at the two. I I mean I won't be shy about that. But I, I think this year 
because we also mentioned the point guard position is tough on young guys. I think you see the majority of Bach Barrett, excuse me, at small forward. And here's the first time I me- well, I mentioned Dotson. I think Dotson has the length to play a little three if we need it. Um, interested to see. I Dotson's once twenty seven and a half minutes last year. Right now it's tough to find fifteen for Dame Dot. And he's a young player that might be improving. So again, are we winning or are we building for something else? Because that's a big effect on Damian Dotson's been. And now the the second time you'll hear it, the first time we're talking minutes, Marcus Morris. And I mean, talk about a good wrench in the equation, right? Marcus Morris comes over from the Celtics, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. He played 28 minutes per game on the Celtics. Average 14, six boards. He's known as a tough defensive player. Shot 37.5% from three. His three-point shooting has gone up each of the past three seasons. We're going to see him at small forward a little bit too. He's going to be at power forward. You know, Julius Randle, we know. Morris, man, I mean, there's a very firm argument that he could be the second best player on this team. And he's a guy, 28 minutes on the Celtics. He turns down the Spurs and whatever weird situation went down there. He ends up on the New York Knicks. Do you think Marcus Morris thinks right now he's going to be playing less than 28 minutes per game? And I'm telling you, write it up. It's actually a fun game at home. If you're bored at work, write down point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Write down these names and see where your minutes land. Tweet them at me. Talking Jake. Let's talk about it. Because it starts getting wild, man. Because this guy is going to deserve to play. Does the Knicks front office want him playing in front of Knox or Barrett? I don't think so. I think, will he get some minutes at small forward every night? I think he should. Because I think you can get our best lineups on the court that way. uh, With Randall at the four, Morris at the three. Is there a chance Randall slides up to center? I guess we'll have to stay on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But at the small forward for me... It's mostly Knox. Barrett and Morris, I think, is going to depend. That's the coin toss. Are we winning or are we young? And then Damian Dotson, you see him sneak in a little there too. And now, this is what everyone who's a non-Knicks fan is tuning into this. Because, oh boy, it's the power forwards. Do the Knicks know that there's other positions besides power forwards? They signed all power forwards. Shut your butt. Sorry for the language. Julius Randle. It was the Knicks. (laughs) He was the Knicks guy, apparently. Um, And maybe it was the right move, you know? Maybe when the Durant stuff went down and Kyrie happened, you know, the Knicks shouldn't have been in there trying to see if they could sway Kawhi by bringing in another superstar like Paul George. Maybe. uh, I don't know. You can't think that way. They clearly had their plan, and it was Julius Randle. I'm expecting him to play over 30 minutes a night with 25 minutes of those at least at power forward. And he has to. I mean, he has to. He's The Knicks want him to be a young part of this rising Knicks team. I think we do see him at center some for a part of some games or when the matchup is there because his defensive numbers at center are atrocious. I mean, some of the worst in the league. But Julius Randle, I mean, if if he can continue to improve, 
This is a guy that on the Pels last year, he averaged 21 and a half points, almost nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, he shot the ball pretty well, 34 and a half percent from three on two and 2.7 attempts, 52 and a half percent from the field on 15 attempts. That's a lot of ball. Um, the dude's mean, 6'9", 250. You're going to be seeing Julius Randle at Power Forward. And again, let's think about his growth. 30 and a half minutes for the Pels. I think you might see him out there for 33 minutes a night for the Knickerbockers. And, and I think that would be the right move. Um, but again, when, when people talk about these Knicks Power Forward signings, I mean, A, are we going to get some knocks at Power Forward? I think we need a little bit. Because I think that is where his future lies. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, don't write him off as a small forward, especially with how young he is. But where the NBA is at, I think everyone's picturing Kevin Knox at his best at power forward. Marcus Morris. Are his minutes going to be split between small forward and power forward? I mean, he's, in theory, a better power forward. I don't think that's rude to say. But we know Randall's going to be playing there a lot. So are his minutes going to be split? Is he going to be all at power forward? And now... <laughs> The ex-Bulls greats, Bobby Portis and Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson is one of the names you absolutely have to circle. Taj Gibson's a power forward. He's, I think he played 11% of his minutes at center last year. I don't know how he's going to get those. And, and then is it, is it what? Did we bring in Taj Gibson to be just a player coach? Because, I mean, the guy does have a great reputation. His nicknames on basketball reference are Hard Hat and Lunch Pail. We got some dogs in here. He turned 34 this summer. Are there going to be nights when it's a Taj Gibson night? We need some toughness. Is he going to sit back-to-backs? What does it look like for Taj Gibson? Because on a Wolves team that was better than the Knicks, he played 24 minutes per game last year. So, I mean... Randall, Knox, Morris, Portis, I think he's going to be a backup center. Taj Gibson, man, I, I don't know. He's, he is one of the names you have to circle. Because, again, trying to win. Put Booby Gibson in. Taj Gibson. I don't know, man. I, in my head, I'm picturing him in kind of a, a player-coach role. I don't think Taj Gibson wants that. I don't think a guy with the nickname Lunch Pail and Hard Hat wants to go out that way. So, and, and maybe he does adapt to the center position. Um, you know, and maybe that's, that's what the Knicks talked about and that's what will happen. But yeah, last year was 11% of his minutes. 4% of his career NBA minutes came while playing center. So he is getting older. So maybe he's going to drift that way a little more. Um, Right now, it's tough for me to find Taj Gibson minutes because uh, if you are, you're taking it away from the young guys. And let's there's one young guy I haven't mentioned yet that's a bright spot on this Knicks team, and I, I feel bad that I, I haven't gotten him now. Mitchell Robinson, and I think with Mitchell Robinson was one of the things that all of the talking Knicks guys agreed upon. A, he's good and we like him. Which, okay, we can't say that. <laughs> we can't say that consensus wise about a lot of the Knicks players. Here's what's interesting about Mitch Rob. He doesn't have that freshman year of college. He drops out. He's, you know, playing basketball. He comes into the Knicks, second round pick, 36 overall. 
And he wows us, man. We we didn't know if he was going to be a G League guy. He was great. 20, 20 and a half minutes per game, 7.3 points, 6.4 rebounds, two and a half blocks. He, you know that. He, he showed a lot of special stuff for a young big man. He moves well. We're excited for Mitchell Robinson. Here's the deal. To expect Mitchell Robinson with all of that, and the block shots are great, but what comes with that still are his foul problems. You can't bank on Mitchell Robinson playing more than 25 minutes a night. I mean, there are going to be nights that he gets himself in foul trouble. And that's fine. I mean, he's still super young, and he's trying to develop himself as this, you know, premier shot blocker. He turned 21 in April, okay? So I think it's kind of interesting, because if you have a video game hat on, you look at Mitchell Robinson and you're like, yeah, man, that guy's our future at center. Play him 30 minutes. That ain't happening. It's just not. And that's where I think Bobby Portis comes in. I think Nick fans are going to love Bobby Portis, man. I, I think he he is at the right time. He works. He's still young. Bobby Portis is 24. He shot 40% on 4.3 attempted threes last year. Bobby Portis, man. Uh, again, a guy that came into the league that <laughs> people didn't think he could do that. And again, he did do these on awful teams. So Bobby Portis played 26 minutes on Chicago and Washington. Uh, so again, I know the Knicks aren't this luxury hotel of teams, but I don't know if he's going to be able to get those minutes. I think he's still going to be able to get good minutes because, I mean, Mitchell Robinson is only going to be able to play so many. Um, and Bobby Portis, I mentioned his minutes at center, He's starting to make that transition. Um, he went from mostly power forward uh, in 2018-19 with Chicago. So this, this was last year. On Chicago, he was 75% power forward, 25% center. So a quarter of the time at center. That's fine. The year before that, 56%. Or excuse me, that was, that was combined last year. When he went to Washington... He played 77% of his minutes at center. I think the 6'11 Bobby Portis in today's NBA, you can shoot a little bit. He's mean. He likes to he likes to bang around. He got 8.1 rebounds in those 26 minutes. Not too much of a shot blocker, but you know, he's he's not scared. I, I know that's kind of a corny turn that gets thrown around too much these days. Bobby Portis ain't scared. I think he's gonna be able to find his minutes. I, I think we're gonna really like where Bobby Portis lands. Um, and again, so from there, Taj Gibson, has he accepted kind of an old man role of, of some center minutes? I don't know. Sorry to call you old, Taj. You're not that old, bro. You're still balling. Julius Randle, is there a quote-unquote lineup of death that everyone could get locked into where Julius, Julius Randle's at center? Again, the defensive stats there are scary. I think you're only going to want to see that in bits. But I, I think there's potential for it. The center position figures itself out pretty quick. It's Mitchell Robinson. I think Bobby Portis is your main backup, and then you can have a little fun with Randall and Gibson. That's it. Um, you're not going to throw. You're not going to throw Morris there. Knox, no. Uh, Barrett. I'm not even going to address that. So I think it's funny for all the crap the Knicks got for their big men. I think it actually sorts out decently. I think there's a good rotation you can use there. The one guy that, again, I'm circling is Taj Gibson. I don't 
I don't know how his role works out perfectly, a guy that played a lot of minutes on a better team. Uh, Damian Dotson going back down to small forward shooting guard. How does it look for him? Him and Ellington, I think you put them in a bucket. You know, Trier, you know what you're looking for. You want him to be electric. There's going to be some nights that offensively you almost run the offense through him. There's going to be some nights you can't run him if he's just getting torched on defense. I, I think we kind of know that with Trier a little bit. Dotson and Ellington, that's, that is the prototype for younger guy, older guy, what are we doing? And maybe the juggle does work, back-to-backs, resting guys, all of that. Maybe that's a formula. Maybe everyone around the league watched what Kawhi Leonard did last year and said, you know, why don't we treat all our guys like this? And maybe the Knicks have a little of that. You know, there's going to be nights when they play eight and then, you know, half of those eight sit out the next game. I don't know. I don't know. I think they want to find out what works, try it, see where they're at in the East. If they've got a full punt on the year, they can do that. And, man, Frank Nitty. Um, root for Frank. I, I think that's something that we've gotten away from a little bit on this podcast. As long as he's on the Knicks, man, he's still super young. He can do some fun stuff on the court, man. Uh, so root for Frank. I think Ellington Dotson, you got a circle. Where do you want R.J. Barrett playing? because that affects either the shooting guard, point guard, or small forward minutes. And Tosh Gibson, uh, those are the biggest outliers right now. Um, So with that, I mean, I hope you guys were okay with Poppy Patron ranting for 30 minutes about about Nick's minutes. And I'll tell you what, I was, because I I truly do love doing it. Um, If you liked it, leave a five-star review. I'd really appreciate that. Write Poppy Gordo, Poppy Patron, any sort of Poppy, five stars. and I thank you guys, and, and we're, we are going to be doing a lot with Talking Knicks. Uh, we, we've had to change some of our technical stuff, and you guys don't care about that, but we'll have stuff coming up. And it's going to be time to ramp up for this Knicks season soon. We're, we're going to have our player profile projections. We'll have some regular episodes. We might start mixing in some smaller fun things, too, for people to enjoy. The website, we're going to have a couple new people writing for us, a couple regular articles. Uh, for now, uh, if you want to follow me at Talking Jake and you don't, I'd appreciate that. Uh, all my Talking Knicks guys that are and gals, I was I was referencing the guys that are normally on the pod. I want to thank thank all of them, but I'll thank you too. And uh, the big thing is, you know, let let's go Knicks and tweet tweet at me your minutes. All right, I want to hear it. What do you got? Right now, I got Frank for eight minutes at shooting guard. That's tough. Tweet at me what you got, what you want to see from the Knicks, and most importantly, let's go Knicks.